You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Brandon. And this is Alex. And we're filmmakers. And we're also drinking bourbon. Cheers, bro. Cheers. So what do we got here? Well, uh, today we have uh, Kentucky. Sorry. Lexington. Which is in Kentucky. Which is in (laughs) Kentucky. Bourbon. It's called Lexington. Finest Kentucky bourbon whiskey. Looks like it's bottled in uh, Bowling Green. Right outside so, of Nashville there. Yeah, it's got a nice little label with a horse on it. And uh, so let's, let's try it out. All right. Tasty. Not bad. Tasty, tasty. So today I thought, you know, we'd just yeah. go straight up. Bourbon on the rocks. It's a good good um, idea. We've been doing a lot of old fashions. Going to sweet And did you know, though, this was something I, that I got clarity on because I've heard a lot of people debate this. A lot of people think bourbon has to come from Kentucky. It does, doesn't it? No. I do not believe uh, it does. So, I don't know about that. Well, look it up, uh, and I challenge any listeners out there uh, to do the same. But I believe for bourbon to be recognized as bourbon, um, there are some government regulations. It has to be made with 51% corn. Mm-hmm. And it has to be aged in single oak barrels that have not been used before. Charred. Yeah. So after they're used, they'll send them off to other places for, you know, wine and rum and whatever else. Tequilas. And, yep. But as long as you meet those criteria, it's considered bourbon. So you're telling me that you could make bourbon in any state, any country, just depending on those factors? No. It has to be in the U.S. for US. it to be considered bourbon. Gotcha. Because of the, uh, the, you know, just the rules and regs. But Weird. essentially, you can make it anywhere in the U.S. Now, the other thing, too, is all bourbon is whiskey. For Not sure. Not all whiskey is bourbon. But yeah, they have Japanese whiskeys. Well, and all but, sort of, yeah. but it's because of the ingredients. So okay. a whiskey, certain whiskeys will have not 51% corn. Have other and they will and not stuff. be stored in the single oak charred barrels. Gotcha. Or they'll be in a barrel that's already been used. Yeah. So there's there's lots of things happening here, but uh, the tried and true bloods in say for instance Lexington, um, they're going to throw a fit right now. They're going to freak out. Oh yeah. They're they're already getting on. It's part of their heritage. Online to try to to talk about us. Yep. It, it's bad. But what I do know is there's some great bourbons out there um, that we're, we're going to feature on the show that uh, are not from Kentucky. Are not from Kentucky. Interesting. Yeah. I'm interested to see how they stack up and if it's any different. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So. Well, cool, man. So what's, well, uh, what's going on, man? What have you been up to? We've been watching a lot of stuff. Yeah? What are you watching? Well, um, you know, sticking with TV series. So I watch a lot of movies, obviously, but I found this interesting TV series. kind of late to the game. The new uh, Mike Judge thing, uh, Silicon Valley. You is heard that, it? Uh, Beavis and Butthead? Is that Mike yeah, Judge? Yeah, yeah. Him and uh, it was King of the Hill and yeah, yeah. all sorts of stuff. No, what, what's but it called again? It's called Silicon Valley. Okay. So it's about you know these tech startups and just trying to make it out there in the uh, the programming computer world. It's really interesting. So is I mean, is it live action? Yes. Okay. And it's hilarious. Okay. Cool. Oh yes. Bunch so, of names you've never heard before. Just 
it, does really. it have that same Mike Judge feel, but with real people? How's that work? It's, yeah, I mean, it's crazy, and there's ridiculous scenarios, lots of language, definitely not safe for, uh, you know, anyone below 18, but it's, <laughs> it's a good one. It's just about a group of guys. They work for a big tech conglomerate. One of them comes up with this algorithm, this program that, you know, speaking of video stuff, compression and, you know, making things smaller for web viewing, he comes up with a compression algorithm that makes files smaller. And so he sets off on his own with his small group of like four or five friends to start a business and ultimately try to become a billionaire. Cool. You know? Yeah. So he's get, got all these suitors along the way that want to fund his company. And <laughs> it's, it's just really cool. What's the aesthetic? What's like the production aesthetic on it? Like, what are they like? Is there like a look feel? Does it have a, it's, I mean, why do you like it? Is it just why, the writing? Great writing? I think it's great writing, great acting. It's hilarious. It's, uh, super techie it gets really into an area that i don't know a lot about which is that programming computer thing right most people don't yeah it's like i don't know anything about c plus yeah, plus or you know, whatever my, yeah but they my go, brother does he's a programmer really yeah he'd probably love it then he's if a, he doesn't watch it already i mean they go super a, deep yeah he's definitely a nerd for sure they go way deep into to things that you know the layman would have no idea about yeah but then they find a way to explain it and you're like ah cool that's neat Right on, dude. But yeah, we just, uh, so they've got two seasons out, or they're in their second season. We just finished episode eight, season two, last night, and we love it. Nice. Yeah, check it out. That's awesome, dude. Really I, funny. I definitely will. I, uh, I've been digging into um, last year's uh, Oscar noms. Yeah? What are you up to? Well, I mean, it's kind of hard, you know, with kids and family. I mean, it's hard to, you know, during the, the film season to go out and see them all, right? Like, you can't. It's hard to get away sometimes yeah. to go see them all. And some films are, are just kind of hard films to watch. So Some of them are three hours long. Yeah. So um, so anyway, I had some time uh, and over the weekend, and I caught up on some stuff. So I watched um, Selma. Yeah, MLK. Which, which was great. And I still haven't seen it. Oh, so. I mean, yeah. wow. Ava did a great job directing. Like, it's... It's unbelievable. It's really, really, really good. I actually just saw an article today where people were starting to start some rumors that she would do a great job and bring a whole nother light to Marvel films. Yeah. That could be interesting because you know how I hate superhero films. For sure, but I, I think she would just get chewed up and spitten out by the corporate structure there. I don't yeah. think they'd let her do her character piece job. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. But all I know is that it was a great, great film. It was beautiful. The story was great. The The performances were amazing. And I now can fully say they got robbed. They got robbed at the Oscars. Really? They got robbed with the committee. That good? I couldn't speak to it before because I didn't see it. But uh, definitely they got robbed for sure. Really? Um, for whatever reason, it was a great film. It was one of the best films of the year. Well, how did, what was the cinematography like? It was just breathtaking. Really? Brad yeah. Bradford Young, this dude is just... He's working, working, working. It was unbelievable. I mean, yeah. the, the, you know, the shot selection, the, you know, the color, the way they treated the whole film. Yeah. Um, it really, it just really came it to life. played together really well. Yeah, and they had some mix. They mixed in, you know, some archive footage. Really? As well, yeah. Oh. And, um, but none of the, the, the speeches were in there specifically. They're and all later acting. I found out it's because I believe... This this is hearsay. So if listeners, if you know, um, let you know, inform us. But I, I believe 
Martin Luther King's speeches are owned by Steven Spielberg. How? I don't know. <laughs> wow. I assume if you own the the written copy, maybe you own the sync rights. Oh my god. But regardless, gosh. they did not have permission to use any of his actual speeches, which is kind of ironic. Yeah, that's crazy. And yeah. the fact that if Spielberg does indeed own that, that's a way to jump on that. Wow. Right, because they said uh, evidently he was trying to to make the this film. Makes sense. I mean, he so, did Lincoln and all that stuff. You you'd think he'd want to, yeah. you know. So anyway, um, so th- but it was great. It was it's it's those are hard films to watch. It's like Schindler's List, those types of films that are these yeah. these true human, you know, Twelve Years a Slave, these human interest tragedies pieces yeah. that are real. They're a part of our history, and Tragic. it's not. You don't come home from a hard day at work and say, "Oh, honey, let's let's make dinner and watch Selma, or let's watch Twelve Years a Slave." It's yeah. you go to the film because you need to. For and sure. Because it matters. Part of you. And so for me, that's what Selma was. And it was it was great. I mean, it it was emotional. It was it was hard to watch, but it was it was really good. And I think it was, you know, it's something people need to watch. For sure. So um wow. so anyway, I, I hope I hope those films like Twelve Years a Slave, Selma, Schindler's List, I feel like those should be worked into our 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 school systems as part of the curriculum, you know, and let people feel the weight of the history so that those things never happen again. Do you think it does a better job of, of watching it versus just reading about it? Absolutely. Yeah, it makes yeah. it a little more impactful. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. Um, and then so from there, I was like, okay, where do I go from here? That was kind of a heavy movie. Where do I move towards? And so I watched American Sniper. <laughs> yeah. Why do, you la- why do you laugh when you say that? Because it wasn't necessarily lighthearted. No. <laughs> I okay. went from one heavy movie to yet another one. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I it fell. It was good. Yeah. It fell a little flat for me. For sure. Um, I, I, we we talked about this a little bit. But, I don't know why. But that may have been because that's what the character was based on. But Cooper, for me, yeah. Cooper, it just fell a little flat for me. The the whole sort of thing, and the ending I thought was kind of a, I don't know, just abrupt. Yeah, abrupt, sudden. Yeah. Yeah, kind of a cop out. Kind of, kind of weird, actually. And we talked about this, and I don't know if it was so much as a cop out as the guy. I mean, he was murdered either during production or right after production when they'd already filmed it. Right. And so, rather than have the money to go back and, you know, film a very touchy subject that just occurred or whatever, you know, they replace it with a title card and a scene after. You know. Yeah. So yes, it's abrupt, but it, it, I think it was due to the real life circumstances. Yeah, which is, which is always a crazy thing whenever a film is that close to, to what's really happening in the world. Kind of like Zero Dark Thirty. Oh yeah, you know, like it that was, came it out so soon happened. after. Yeah. Um, so you know, anyway, it was it was a good film. I thought it was good. I mean, I liked it. Uh, but again, it just it fell a little flat for yeah. all the hype that I think I think it got. I think that thing was beautifully shot, though. Yeah, it looked great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. And he, I mean, I respect anything that Eastwood does. When you hear about his <clears throat> his technique, is like, okay, everybody gets one take, and if you don't get it and it's not absolutely okay, then, and you really, really screw up, okay, maybe I'll give you another take. You know, but it's one take and you move on. And he knows exactly what shots he wants, and he always comes in under budget and, you know, in the in the time limit. So <laughs> props to I mean, him. Yeah. He's Dirty Harry. He's a master. Yeah. He's Absolute got a, master. He's got a Colt 45. You know, pointing at you, pointing saying, at the producer, <laughs> make my day, <laughs> make my movie. Um, 
So, and then lastly, the last film uh, that I caught up on was uh, Whiplash. Still, I haven't mm-hmm. seen that either. Yeah, dude. And uh, so this one was a uh, was sort of the outlier um, again. Yeah. For the budget that it had, a little indie film. It was just, it was great. Now I'm a musician, so it, it hit home with me a little more, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think if you weren't a musician, you may have found that it fell apart towards the end. Really? Maybe. Why? Well, I, I won't give it away. Yeah. Okay. But well, um, that was. I mean, I, I've seen the the clips and the trailers sure. and with J.K. Simmons. And yeah, but they were right. all fully merited in their nominations for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. So, but that's been fun. So, I, I kind of it's good. It's it's kind of I went on kind of like a bender. It was like a little Oscar film bender. Like I just I just yeah. was going all just day. Pour a glass of bourbon Crazy. and sit back and watch movies. Huh? Crazy. Yeah. So uh, it was fun. Wow. Was that all in one day? Two days. Gee, oh, wow. No, it may have been one day. It was pretty that's, crazy. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Yeah. So anyway, well, man, cool, what's, man. Uh, what, what else is going on? What have you been working on? What have I been working on? Uh, I feel like this is a super chill episode right now. I mean, it is chill. This, We're just yeah, hanging I mean, out. Maybe it's the bourbon. Let's maybe see. the Lexington's hitting us. Good old Lexington, yeah. making things easy. Yeah. Um, you know me, man. Music videos all the time, all day, every day. You know, It's like so. your bread and butter, man. It's what you do. It's just fun. It's a good outlet. It's, you get a chance to be creative, and it's so. What was this one? Can you talk about it? Are you allowed to, to always say who it is? Always or? allowed to say it's a band um, from Akron. So we're up in Akron, uh, as in Ohio, Akron, Ohio. I mean, we have listeners all over the world. Yeah, it's not Akron, I mean, Okinawa. We, we can't just say Akron. I mean, we've Akron, got, Brussels. Yeah, <laughs> Akron, Ohio, in the United States. In the United States. So for all of our listeners yes. in Sydney, you know, South Africa, you know, we're in the United States. Akron, in the Midwest, Ohio. in Ohio. Just south of Lake Erie there. Yep. Great Lakes. South of Canada. South of Canada. North of Mexico. Nice. So you're making a music video. Uh, we're making a music video for a band called Red Sun Rising. Really good band. I, I really dig their music. Some band, you know, some, you know, film a lot of different music videos. And some of the groups, it's not my cup of tea, you know, it's just different. Yeah, but you're doing the job. Doing the job, and I, they've all been great so far. All the bands are nice, and but this band, I actually really enjoy their music. They are considered grunge, I guess, so like rock, nice. real, like actual rock. It, is Pearl Jam coming back? Is that what's happening? Kind of. I mean, I could play the, the, industry. play the song on air here, <laughs> and you, you'd, you'd love it, man. You'd love the music, but um, really cool. I mean, it's Simple, I guess, video uh, idea. So band performance in a abandoned kind of parking lot type feel, warehouse deal, overhead fluorescence, um, and then the story elements, uh, lead singers crawling through the mud, comes out a, a changed man, uh, you know, nice. covered in mud, and it's just really cool textural shots. But it was really weird. I mean, so I, I was out of town up until Sunday, and the shoot was on Monday. Right. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. Coming so, back from a weekend and ready to roll at oh, 6 in the morning. Or. So, <laughs> well, here's the thing. So Cincinnati is three and a half hours south of Akron. I get back into Cincinnati at 1230 a.m. Monday morning, and I have to wake up at – I have to be on set at 10 in oh, Akron. Geez. Yeah, so to wake up at 530, pack my truck, get make sure my gear is ready, make sure I got everything I, I need – grab a coffee, hit the road. And I'm yeah. up there at 10 a.m. And due to the, the you know, short 
uh, lack of sleep, <laughs> lack of sleep, uh, and lack of, uh, funds and pre-production. Mm-hmm. So we, we just didn't have time to kind of get, get the necessary. Crew. So you you have zero sleep, zero sleep, and you're winging it. I'm uh, yeah, pretty much. But uh, you guys have a loose concept. We have a loose concept, which is a great concept, and we've done this a million yeah. million times. So we we kind of know <laughs> where to generally start and how to how to improvise. But it, so we had no crew. Who was? Do you, who, can you say who the director was? Yeah, yeah. So the director is out of Columbus. His name's Brad Gollowin. Oh yeah, you get you guys do all sorts of stuff. All sorts of stuff. So we, you guys got that chemistry. Yeah. So we yeah we I mean we trust each other. He trusts me. I trust him and his yeah. His leadership. Well, that's um, good. That if you're going into a situation where there's some constant, you've got this, yeah, you've got that vibe that you need for sure. There's yeah, some constant, cool, but you think you think he'd come on the show? I think we could get him on the show. I think it'd be great to have him on the show. He's done yeah. some really cool stuff. His reel is sick. Yeah, and I would love to to learn from him and what he's doing. So um, he'd provide a yeah different perspective for sure. All right, cool. Let's set that up. If you're listening out there, Brad, uh, we're gonna try to set this up. You might be the first director we have on the show. That would be great. Other than you, of course. Well, other than me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much of a director I am. Yes, you are. Either way. So to get back to it, we, we, you know, not enough money, not enough lead way. So we don't have a crew. It's me and Brad. I'm a DP. He's a director. We've got a one-ton truck. We've got an M18, which is a small HMI, four, four by four Kinos. Right. Who drove the truck? You know. Uh, Brad drove the truck <laughs> up. The director drove the truck up from Columbus to Akron. So he was the director slash producer slash grip slash gaff slash best boy. <laughs> no, he was the director slash producer, and he will edit it and you know do all that. I was the DP gaffer, <laughs> grip, AC, you know, all that jazz. Right. It was very interesting. But yeah, so we got all our gear from a couple Ohio-based companies, uh, Columbus. Ohio HD video provided us a nice set of super speed lenses, Zeiss old, really beautiful old lenses, Sweet. monitor, that all stuff. And then central grip and lighting provided the HMI and Kinos and the one ton. Nice. But yeah, I mean, we got through it and it, cool, it turned man. out really neat. Was it, a, would you go long? Or was it like a yeah. 20 hour day? It was like a, I don't know, twelve thirty. I got back home at 930. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Those so was, are always, you know, um, you know, listeners out there, if you're listening, man, share your war stories. We'd love to hear similar stories. You know, hit us up on fdbpodcast.com on the Ask Me Anything. And we'd love to hear a little nugget of, you know, what's the longest day you've worked? Yeah. Like a day when you're just like, holy crap. Like I just put in a, an 18-hour day. I can tell you my, hour my longest day is 37 hours. That's crazy. Yeah. Mine's probably the – we did a big corporate thing um, – for a, for a large brand that I think, and you were on it, so yeah. it ended up going like 19 hours or something by the time we, we got home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's, it's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, definitely, you're going long days. Be safe. Don't drive. Yeah. If, you're, if you're coming home like me from somewhere three and a half hours away and you just work 12 hours, get a hotel. Yeah, You know, for sure. Spend, spend 40 bucks and make sure you live to shoot again. Yeah, no doubt. But either way, so we got through the project, and it's coming out in a couple months. Should be cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. What about awesome. you, dude? What, are you, what have you been doing? Man, dude, we're still grinding on a on on. It's been fun. We're we're grinding on this music video um, for for my buddy Donnie Maserati. Yeah. And it's kind of evolving because really what we're doing we're shooting everything like just literally out of the box handheld C100 Mark II, and the whole concept is we're showing the the real gritty people of Cincinnati rich poor 
old, young, black, white, kids, adults, the whole deal. And it's been really neat to see all the people who've just been super cool and willing to let us shoot their profiles. And so we're shooting these like sort of profile, almost like still images, but they're, you know, uh, you know, film shot 60 frames per second. And it's just really bringing the city to life. And so hopefully uh, when it drops here in about a month on uh, World Star Hip Hop, the people that see it all over the, the, the country and the world will, will get this vibe of like, you know, what Cincinnati is about, like who is Cincinnati? And they're going to see all walks of life and, and really gaze into the eyes of the people. And so it's just been a ton of fun, but it's one of those like, it's almost like making a documentary, to be honest. This is kind it's of on the fly. Yeah, this, this, this music video is really like a documentary. Um, and so it's been cool. You know, of course, there's performance pieces and that sort of stuff. Um, but the, the film in the, the, the profiles has been a lot of fun. So it's been cool. And it's been a challenge. I mean, you know, we're out in, you know, high noon, midday sun. Uh, yeah. And you've got, you know, the, the OLED on, on, the, uh, on the camera. Which, what are you using, by the way? Uh, the C100 Mark II. C100 Mark II, yeah. And um, with Canon glass. And, uh, you know, it's tough because, you know, you're, you're rolling quick and light. And it's real, you know, sort of documentary style. And, um, but that sun's blowing down. You can barely see what you're doing. So you really got to trust the meters. And, uh, you know, luckily the, the camera has a nice little uh, luminance bump on it. So you can, you can make the OLED pop a little brighter. Um, and it's got, you know, an easy shift to black and white. So if you, it, you can see that a little bit better if you're just trying to check focus. But um, the thing about that camera that's been great is the autofocus feature. Oh, yeah? Is it so, actually working? Well, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm not a, a, a DP. I don't know how to pull focus. And so here I am doing these sort of handheld uh, profiles of people where I want to do just a, a, just a subtle little push, just a subtle move, kind of simulating like a dolly push, but handheld. Mm. And, you know, the autofocus has a crop mark, and anything in that crop mark, that's where it's going to focus. Yeah. And, um, you know, as long as you don't move too fast, it's perfect. It keeps up. <laughs> yeah. And so nice. it's been, it's been great and it's been a great feature. So I've, I've used that, um, a ton, but it's been fun, man. So I can't wait to uh, get this video out and, and let the people see it. Um, I love this city, you yeah. know, um, that's where, you know, we we record, uh, FDB film filmmakers drinking bourbon right here in Cincinnati, Ohio. And, uh, and so I can't wait to share the, this with the people, um, with the with the song when it drops, man. Well, cool, man. That'll be a, a nice little piece. Yeah. Highlight highlight our city for real, and you know, yeah, it's good. So that's awesome. So what well, else? What else is that? I man? think we should we should in, encourage, like we do every show, to you know our listeners to to chime in on the Ask Me Anything section of the website fdbpodcast.com. Yeah, we've had a couple, man. Yeah, let us know what what they're listening or working on, and all right, well, what's going on? What, do, do we have that. anything from yeah. the uh, from uh, the archives let's here? here? Let's see here. Let's see here. All right, here's one um, that we were going to address that we haven't gotten to. Yeah. Now's a good time. Let's do it. Because you've been talking about crew, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, right. yeah. We're talking about crew. What's so it say? This is from an anonymous, an anonymous listener. Uh, it says, hey, guys, love the show. I currently work for a grip company as a grip. Cool. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Coastal Grip. And electric based out of West Palm Beach. Ooh, nice Do and warm. Feel like plugging us. I think we just plugged them. Yeah. Plug, plug. So, West Palm. I think at this point, this uh, writer is no longer anonymous. We've kinda, we kind of, we kind of know yeah. where he's at. Know where you work, know where you live. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyway, he's in West Palm. Here's what he says My question is 
Is it a major letdown if you hire a crew and they turn out to be not as experienced as you would like? Whether it be the production assistants, DP, or whoever. I ask, at least in my opinion, there isn't really schooling that can prepare you for a pro set. Thanks for the input. That's kind of a good question. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. No. <laughs> but, so uh, <laughs> let's talk about that. So, yeah. you know, what about you? You you've you've shot more you've shot with more crews than i have yeah for sure i don't know about that maybe well, yeah i mean in your role yeah. usually my role's been you know with the with the company or for, for yeah. okay yeah so for sure you shoot with a lot of different people yep what's it like when you show up thinking your crew your grip your gaff your pa whoever is ready to roll and then you look at them and you ask for something and they give you a blank stare like talk about that and they uh, yeah they like fake their resume or come off more experienced than they actually are. It's frustrating, man. I mean, honestly, it's, uh, you know, th this whole industry is based around collaboration and compartmentalization. Like everybody's got to hold their own weight, know what you're doing, fill your role and ultimately serve the project. So when one of those cogs in the machine, you know, comes rusty, I guess you'd say, or it yeah. doesn't just doesn't fit. It, uh, kind of puts a, a you know, a hamper hampers the entire production. Yeah. I mean, you know, a film production and a crew is it, you know, it really is relying upon all positions, you yeah. know, and unless you're running with a, you know, um, you know, even running gun, if, if the other guy's not carrying his weight, it, it's it even worse it when there's less people. Yeah. But I mean, if, yeah, say you're, say I'm on a set, I'm not going to throw out any specific examples or names, but say just a theoretical thing, you're on a set and you're AC, you know, assures you and he, he sells you real well in the interview and whatever that, yes, he's good with Alexa and he's good with, you know, he's worked with a, you know, giant zoom before, and he mm -hmm. knows all about, you know, wireless video transmission. And, you know, this project really requires all that. And then you show up, we show up and he starts asking questions. Yeah. What's this button do? Or how do, <laughs> how do I get to the, it's been a while since I've worked yeah. on the, uh, so how do I get to the, this thing in the menu? Yeah. And you're like, Oh dude, I, you know, I'm, talking to the gaffer we're lighting the set i need you i need this to happen over here i need to trust you because now 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 my time split whether you have an ac yeah it's kind of like doing, a you're don't. doing the work yeah it's kind of like i don't because yeah. now i got to split my time i can't just focus on lighting and talking with the director about framing and movement i've got to come over and you know worry about some of the technical stuff that i shouldn't have to yeah well and i think the same is true i mean what i've experienced from more of a director producer side is you know, if you're working with a producer or an AD who, um, again, you know, yeah, I've done that, been there, you know, that sort of thing. But then you show up and, you know, maybe it could be some, something as simple as they, they just don't know how to talk to people. Ooh, that's, so, a, that's a big one. And so you look over and you're like, hey, I need you to go ahead and, and grab, um, grab these extras and instruct them to do X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And then... You know, you've got somebody, a production assistant, an AD, or whoever, who they have a problem talking to people. <laughs> That's a big thing in this industry. Is you got to be able to work with other human beings. You have to, <laughs> you have to be able to talk. You have to have yeah, empathy. You, be you have to be able to read them and say, okay, well, I'm pushing too far. I got to back off, or I need to push mm -hmm. further, or whatever. So when they can't do that, it's a man for you too. You got to step in. You got to do the yeah. talk. I mean, it's like. I got to focus over here and now I'm forced to do right. this. And I think for so. me, you know, especially working with crews from different places. So, you know, 
if you know we're filming in another state or you know we've done some stuff down in Miami, down in Nashville, the opposite is true. When you get a crew mm. who has it together, yeah, man, it's like uh, you feel like royalty. Yeah, you know, weight's been lifted. Yeah, I I was filming a music video um, last year down in Nashville, and the Nashville crew we had was just awesome. I mean, yeah. these guys came in, and from day one, they just made us feel welcome and like family, and they were appreciative that they got the gig, and they just busted their asses, dude. And these That's guys the crushed it from, the from PA to AC to, I mean, just dudes just hustling. Just, yeah. And they were so pumped to like be a part of it, and they were so like mm. generous and just, it was, it was really cool because we were on their turf. Yeah doing something that they do all the time you know they shoot you shoot music videos in nashville every day that's one of the money makers down there these yep. guys that we worked with they've done a billion and they did artists that are you know have sold way more records grammy than, winners yeah and they came in humble and they embraced my vision and they executed on it and they worked with my crew um which was just you know three or four guys that i brought down from cincy and um Man, they were awesome. So big Absolutely. shout out to Absolutely Nashville. Yeah. Those dudes are dope. Um, yeah. And there's actually one of the guys that I think I'm gonna we're gonna have to get on the show. Oh yeah, I won't I won't throw him out just yet. Cool. We'll, we'll let the people wonder. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah but I mean I, I agree. So it's it's a collaborative industry, and you know you get you got to work together. So if if just don't oversell yourself, but also don't undersell yourself. You know it's it's horrible when you get somebody that's lied to you, but it's also great when they, you know, exceed your expectations. So yeah, no doubt, cool. dude. Well, and the other thing too, I remember one set we were on. We came down, and some of the the, the I think it was the 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 gaffer and the key grip were so experienced that they looked at you as a younger DP. Oh yeah, and really raised their eyebrows. Yeah, you remember oh, that in, in the very beginning. Yeah. And and so I guess that's kind of a flip side. My it was almost like me. the crew members were so experienced, yep. the opposite of inexperienced, yep. that it became a burden for a minute. We had to work through that. For sure, we had to push, and I had to. How did you feel? Because you were you were really they were kind of questioning, like, you know, you're you look yeah. young. Let's I be do honest. look very young. You look young. Yeah. Like anyone on the street would look at you and say, "Just graduated high school." Yeah. There's no way that you're a a professional cinematographer you didn't just graduate high school i might have maybe <laughs> but either you're, way you're like a you know you're a grown man with yeah. a job and you a degree and a grown man yeah yeah you know you're in your 20s but we get down there and you know they're saying stuff and you can tell that they're they're testing me yeah they're throwing out terms and they're you know trying to see if i'll uh either slip up or you know, say yes to something that doesn't make sense or whatever. Right. So I kind of had to set the record straight and, you know, show them. It, it took, you know, the first two hours of, of the yeah, first we had to win people production day. But after that, it, it was great. I mean, they were absolutely they loved it. And they, at the end of the shoot, they, you know, come on back anytime. We cannot wait to work with you again. It was this was fantastic. Yeah. So, so I think to to your point, Mr. Anonymous in West Palm, mm. um, Yes. It's a letdown when you get a crew that isn't as experienced. Yes. Sometimes it's a challenge when you get a, 
a crew that's over experienced or has way for sure so much experience that they think they're better than you or they think that you know maybe they know more than you yeah but i think the takeaway and you know what i look at is you know it's all about relationships it's all about people it's all about knowing how to pivot adapt set you don't know how to adapt you got to see what you're working with then you adapt to make sure that ultimately the client is happy because that's who we're all working for yeah you know no matter who you are on the crew we're working for the end goal which is the client who writes the checks mm-hmm. <laughs> and some days that i mean it may be your personal project you may be the client and everyone's serving you to which you have to adapt to that and you know not overexert the crew but yeah when we've got an agency client or a corporate client or something like that you just got to know your role yeah i mean because here's the thing you're not getting a new crew like like no. you can't replace everybody day of no if you're on a long production maybe so you, you can have swap to, out one, but you have to work with what's there and you have to you got to work through it and yeah. so it's important that everybody's able to do that and and as you know yeah. a director or dp you know you got to lead your team and sometimes have a, a tough conversation and say hey you know you know, I was expecting you to be able to know how to do this, and you're not. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the deal? How are we going to work through this? What's the deal? And you're right. That might mean saying, you know, hey, you don't need to come back tomorrow. Yeah, it's a long enough shoot, and you can replace them. That's sometimes that has to happen. But yeah, to answer the second part of Mr. Anonymous's question, there there is no, I don't think there is a school that can prepare you for the actual production world. Even you know, going to a big film school and getting your master's or whatever you know i learned more in the first four months out of school than i did in four years of school just because you you go through so many varied situations you learn how to adapt you learn how to work with people which is the main thing it's like brandon said it's all about relationships so if you can learn to read people to adapt to know your limits and know your position like you should be fine you know absolutely yeah it's all about relationships. Be a good human. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. it. Be a good and, human. You know, and speaking of good humans. Yeah. We had a great human on the show last week. We did. I mean. That was killer. Come on. Wooden camera. Wow. Yeah. What a guy. Yeah, they were, they were fantastic. And I think uh, what, there's one part of that whole thing that we didn't get through. Ah, oh, the giveaway. The actual giveaway. The giveaway. Yeah. Man, we had, uh, we had we, some entries, too. We had quite a few. How about the fact that uh, these guys have been listening the whole episode just to hear this? <laughs> you can't give it away too soon. No, you gotta. I mean, yeah. thanks, guys. Yeah. And again, you know, we're just so excited that the listenership continues to grow. We've hit a a a uh, what do you call it? Overall, milestone. overall, yeah. We've hit a milestone for overall listens or mm-hmm. or downloads. Four thousand. Yeah. Lifetime. That's just that's so cool. Very cool. Um, and so it's been great to see each and every episode getting... You, you could say 4K. 4K. <laughs> we have reached the 4K mark, which in the film world yeah. is, is, is all the rage. We've reached the standard. 4K. Yeah. Our podcast is in 4K. We're a 4K podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was a lot of fun. Thanks so much for your listenership. We really appreciate it. We'd love to hear from you. FDBpodcast.com. Ask me anything. Mm-hmm. Chime in. Comment. Um, message, whatever you want to say, talk crap about us. It doesn't matter. Um, And likewise, we would love for you guys, if you're listening right now, we would love for you to immediately after the show, go to iTunes and give us a rating. That's a, that's a great way for us to know how we're doing. And for the rest of the world to know, is this worth listening to? 
Mm-hmm. And again, we want to build a filmmaking community who who can sit down and have a drink and talk. Yeah, our, go- our, our goal is to have, like we did last week, you know, have these great guests on the show to give us a little piece of what they're doing out in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, not just gear companies, but also like we were talking about directors, producers, DPs, you know, actors, actors, like we, James Franco, maybe even musicians that have some relation to the film. Yeah. But also James Franco, <laughs> which uh, by the way, just an update for everybody. We're still in negotiations. I'm working <laughs> with James Franco's publicist. We're, 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 we're working this out. Yeah. So uh, well, he did just finish both movies. He wrapped. So he's no longer he might here. Be free. He, he's not here. He might be free, but he's not here. Well, but we can always call in. Yeah, there's ways to do this. We did it last time. We so, called him. Um, not giving up just yet. James will be on the show. Yeah. So cool. Uh, but anyway, we do have coming up in the coming weeks another special guest. We do. Yeah. Let's not. I'm not giving it don't, away. Yeah, don't. It's really good, and they also have some really cool giveaways. Yeah. So uh, if you thought that. hashtag FDB giveaway was a one-time thing. Think again. Think again. It's coming back. Because this show and again. is blowing up. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to it, man. Let's, let's uh, get to it, man. We've had a ton of entries, a ton of entries all over the country. Yep. All over the world. The all world. All over the world. Well, and everybody. Worldwide. I think you should do the honors. All right. Well, you shake it up. You got, here we go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We shook it up a little too much. We are dropping all the entries. And Put that what, back what in we're there. using is the Twitter uh, username. So the yes. Twitter handles. And that's what we'll announce on air, and then we'll reach out to you guys and uh, and shoot you a message. We'll link up with a direct message of some sort, and we'll get and your info. We'll get you we'll yeah. get you set up with the kids over at Wooden Camera. Okay, so, go ahead and shake up that Cincy fitted. It is shaken up uh, Cincy here we fitted go. here. Dun, 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 dun. And drum roll. We got one. It's uh, unwrapping. Oh man, this You're is ready? big. Two hundred dollars to woodencamera.com. Or if you're in LA, you can go to the store. Yep. Brand new store just Burbank. opened in Burbank. Fantastic. Dude, how awesome. Like you said, one of every product on display, ready for you to try Unbelievable. out. Unbelievable. We're talking about camera mounts. Yeah. We're talking about little grip rig pieces, all sorts of crap. It's amazing. Yep. And, and the I think winner. they're pretty anxious right here because the I winner just, we is. just pulled a winner and the winner is at B underscore Dickman. B Dickman in the house. So Congratulations, buddy. B underscore Dickman. You are the winner of a $200 gift card to Wooden yep. Camera. We'll reach out to you on, on Twitter. We'll DM you. We'll get your info. We'll send you the gift card or you can come pick it up yeah. if you're close. Awesome. And we're super excited. We want to hear what you're doing. Like, what are you going to do with this yeah. gift card? B Dickman. Yeah. Like tell, you, tell us what's up. What are you working on? So we'll, we'll figure that out. And um, man, cool. I don't know. Should we get him on the show? We just gave away our first maybe prize. He, maybe he gets a call in. Maybe he should get a call in to say uh, thank you or screw off or whatever. Yeah. All right. Excellent. <laughs> well, man, it's been a ton of fun. Yep. Episode four, filmmakers drinking bourbon. And dude, this is great. Yeah. So good to see you again. It's always good to see you. We got our uh, our Lexington Lexington yeah. bourbon here. It's uh, it's going good, man. Uh, anything else? No, I think I think I think we're getting to the bottom of the barrel here. Yeah, we're getting to the bottom of the barrel. And, bottom uh, of the bourbon barrel. Absolutely. All right. So uh, I guess I'll see you next week, man. Let's do it. Is that is that gonna happen? Are we on set? What are we doing? What is next week? 
Next week is the... We'll have to th- we don't need... The listeners don't need to hit. I'm going to be in Vegas. Oh, All right, well, let's do a call-in. Yeah, we can do a call-in from Vegas. Okay, so next week... Uh, where are you going to Vegas for? Wedding. Oh, uh, who's yeah. wedding? My buddy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was a bachelor party. No, that was last weekend. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, next week's the, the wedding in Vegas for uh, my uh, college swimming friend. Nice. Yeah, so. All right, well, let's do a call-in. That'll be cool. Yeah. From the from the home of NAB, and you know, yeah, where are you staying at? Uh, Treasure Island, so Whoa. one of the old ones. Uh oh, really, <laughs> really, really old. That sounds dirty. <laughs> yeah. So, same all right, man, we'll do a call in. Park. We'll do an on location call in. Yep. Uh, you're kind of on location. Or, we'll really call, or I'll call you. Maybe you're working. Maybe I'm working. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm I'll on call location. you. Yeah. Either way, we're gonna have a call. It's gonna be great. Yep. Um, we'll give you some content. Or we could do like a three way call with. I don't know. Somebody. That's what I'm saying. Maybe we get B. Dickman on the show. Unbelievable. We see what he thinks. Anyway, good episode. Cheers. See you next time.